Hey everyone, it's me, Sean Capri. I'm still on vacation slash don't have a job to go to, but that doesn't mean that I'm not in my car. Wait, I want to be clear. I'm in my car. <laughs> I'm on a Skype call with my friend Luke Lore, the insipid ghost, and you're listening to the first most horse-powerful podcast on the internet of 2019. Luke, I'm jumbling all my things. Let's talk about some games and some January previews and a whole bunch of other stuff today on the Xbox Drive. So turn that dial into the Xbox Drive. Ball! Happy New Year! Greater than X. Hello, Sean Capri. Luke Lore, I'm excited to talk to you on today's Xbox Drive. We're not live today. We're well, you and I are live. But we're, I'm back in my car. I found my car. I found the keys. It's filled up with gas. Let's do this. I'm excited. I'm excited. I can tell. I got got so much to talk about, which is kind of cool. Isn't it nuts? I feel like there's like no news, but there's still a ton to talk about. We got a little bit of news just before we went live. So that's good news. That is true. Okay. So we have uh, Game Pass announcements for January, Mm -hmm. some of them. Uh, and then we have some listener submitted topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have listener submitted reviews, mm-hmm. uh, which is super cool. And then you and I have been playing a plethora of games and we're going to preview the month of January leading into Q1 because goodness gracious, Q1 is crowded with the goodness. Sean, I'm a little panicked. Uh, Luke, I need to give a little insight into, in, into people and uh, give people an insight into what we're up to. So before the show, I sent you a spreadsheet of, <laughs> <laughs> the games that are coming out and I'm color coding things as to like the likelihood that I'm going to get around to playing them because I am panicked by all of the games that are coming out, especially in Q1. And I legit mm-hmm. need to empower myself a little bit to say like these ones I'm going to play and these ones I'm skipping. You know what? Yes. Sean has Good afternoon. Can I green... please get a medium coffee with two Splenda, please? Sean has labeled the games he really wants to play as green. He has labeled the ones he's not sure about as yellow. Two Splenda, please. And... So the ones that he's not that touching is, is red. Thank you. And I want to make fun of him. This is totally <laughs> what I did too. Like I have one of these myself. Did you really? Did you? <laughs> that makes like me feel I, so much better. Something very. Mine's called Game Charts, and it's game it's not charts. quite as organized, <laughs> but it's it's just where I drop things that I need relevant to games and release dates and stuff. Well, it's it's a work in progress. There's like tabs along the bottom. Like this is probably the third or fourth revision that I made before I finally shared it with you, and. I just needed to let you know kind of where I'm at with it. And now I obviously felt the need to let all the listeners know. So I'm curious to know if anybody else is taking their uh, their gaming this seriously or this OCD to this OCD level. But I'm glad that you are. I'm not surprised that you and I do this in a similar fashion. Agreed. Agreed. I will give the listeners. Sean's backlog tab has one game currently. It's, it's Warframe. He's got Warframe in his backlog. That makes me so happy. And his wish list is the messenger on ID at Xbox. I, which I, I don't want think it. Is it. I don't think it is. No, that's what I'm waiting coming. for. This these this is the level that I'm at, man. Like I'm I'm like I, I'm I'm planning for games that like haven't even landed on the platform yet, and I'm like I just want that on Xbox. I'm I'm resisting buying that game and Gree or Grease. Everybody's playing on the Switch. I want mm-hmm. that on my I want that on my Xbox. So I'm kind of holding out. And these are the games that I'll celebrate being on Xbox because everybody thinks nothing comes to Xbox. You know what I mean? Oh, the we window's get, back here. Yeah. Uh, yes, please. So much goodness, Undead, including please. there's a game coming in the January drop. We got the January list of Game Pass games. There's a game that was previously PC, PS4, and now it's coming to Xbox. It's called Absolver. Oh, snap. Like Tell me about this. Martial Arts. 
I, I don't even know how to describe it other than you wear this like special mask and it's a martial arts fighting game, but not a fighting game. Like there's a story and you go through levels, but but it's a fighting game, but it's not. Okay. So I am. I don't. I'm doing a bad job describing it because what no, I would, no, it's I not a fighting this, game, but it is. I get it. I saw, yeah, totally. <laughs> I saw it many a time, and I was always like, man, I'd love to play that on Xbox, get some achievements, and and, and stream it. Uh, but it was it was just always on PS4, and my PS4 is in a different room, and my wife is often on that TV, and so I was like, all right, no mm. problem, I'll just move on. And now it's coming here, and I'm ecstatic for that. Nice man. So, yeah. Yeah, life we is strange. Too. Do you, are we doing? Do you want to just jump into the? Should I slam on my brakes? Slam on the brakes. Let's talk about the Game Pass slate that is coming into January. Breaking news. This is as breaking news as it gets. I think because it just landed right before we. Oh, you, you're like I sent you a link, or I you, you just sent me a link. I think Twitter said that you sent me a link, mm-hmm. and I read it mm-hmm. as a. Me- that's exactly what happened. It said Luke sent you a message, and I'm like, oh, thanks, Luke. And it was the Game Pass, and I said, oh, thank God. Yeah. Well, I was I was wondering because it's on the day of recording. It's January second. Yep. Happy birthday, Dad. I should probably yeah, call him hey. too. Dad, happy birthday, buddy. I'm here for you. <laughs> um, my dad's birthday is in January too. Uh, no, but they. I was wondering if we would get a January list at the end of December, early Thank January, because you. you have the holiday and whatnot. Um, but the initial slate that we're looking at is Life is Strange season two, mm-hmm. part one. Uh, and that comes on the back of very late December editions of, of Life is Strange, uh, episodes one through five. And then there was uh, Before the Storm. Yep. So all of Life is Strange is available within Game Pass, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, even the Captain Underpants one's free, I think, or whatever, that one. Yeah, um, everybody knows I what apologize for. Right, they do. They yeah, do. That, that was super clear. That <laughs> yeah. that whole like it is Life is Strange, but it's not called Life is Strange. It doesn't have Life is Strange in the title, but it's in the universe. But referring to a character that wasn't in the Life is Strange games, that makes sense. As an expert in branding myself and names that make Definitely. sense, I nailed it. I nailed it. Got it. Um, Just Cause Three is in break is in breaking news. Is in Game Pass, and this is a good game for you guys to get a barometer for if you want to try Just Cause Four. Um. It's a good barometer, is what I would say, because I love Just Cause 4. Uh, Just Cause 3 wasn't for me, but there's a couple quality of life improvements that like just bothered somebody like me. Right. But I think in mass, if you want a Just Cause experience and you don't want to pay up for 4, Just Cause 3, it'll, it'll, you'll jump in there, get crazy, shoot down a jet, fly through, grapple hook something. I would say that's a good one to kill some time and have a good time if Game Pass is your only gaming avenue. It's good Se- stuff. Seems like weird timing, though. Usually we get a little more fortuitous timing in terms of like give us a little taste and then you get the real deal afterwards mm-hmm. like you get three you know as a taster before four but uh that's i'll, I'll take it i'm not i'm not it's not mad about that one it's possible and this might lead into a, a a user listener a listener question that we get later about fallout 76 but i'm wondering if maybe just cause four didn't have the initial impact they were hoping it would right and maybe this is the mm. way to raise awareness that's a good, yeah, gate, good one maybe and maybe they're gauging, you know, will people play our game if it's in Game Pass? Should we just cause five or our next venture out? Should it go into Game Pass right away? And that might be a way to look at it. I'm sure those are all background questions, if not a primary question for, right. for publishers. Um, Farming Simulator 17, Sean. Drive oh, track. man. Yes. Those games are ridiculously popular in Europe. <laughs> and it, it makes me chuckle every time. But I'm always like, that's cool that people enjoy that. Neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game After Charge, which I believe we saw at the Kind of Funny Game Showcase, where uh, pff, it's like I couldn't tell you one of those games. Man, there's so many games in that one. 
it's like a competitive three v three, and you can you're invisible. You can't see the other team, but you can. Uh, let's put it this way: this is a game that I will be looking at and checking out because it's in Game Pass. Yeah, not a game I would see otherwise. Um, and the last one, perhaps the heavy hitter in this initial slate: Ark Survival Evolved. Yeah, this was a this was a free to play. Wasn't it free to play at some point? I, maybe I'm mixing things up, but I always felt like you're, this one was you're mixing free. things up. It was it's never game free. preview. It was game mm. preview, and then it launched out officially, uh, and it's on multiple platforms now. But it was initially like exclusive to Xbox, but it was in game preview, open world crafting survival game with dinosaurs, lots of realms within it. Um, this game, people have sunk hundreds of hours no into kidding. it hundreds of hours into it yeah. and i think it's got its own audience that maybe you don't see often in just kind of like the, the general game space mm-hmm. but it's got a huge audience and i'm curious what game pass does to a game like arc in terms of injecting people into that world in terms of welcoming new people into it because like i wonder if and i don't know what the answer to this is but i need some sort of on-ramp into the survival game i need like gateway drug into that because i, I remember playing that for the first time not understanding mm-hmm. what kind of game it was other than the fact that it was multiplayer and i'm like why am mm-hmm. i like what why am i dying just from walking around i didn't understand how that what mm-hmm. the loop was and why it was satisfying and all those things like like dead cells is the is the gateway drug to um, to roguelikes for me. Like, where I just didn't understand, like, why would you ever want to play a game where when you die, you lose all your progress and start from the beginning again? It sounds stupid. And now I get it because of Dead Cells. I don't know what that game is for survival games. And I feel like I need it because I do feel like I'm missing out. But in the in the spirit of being choosier with my time, maybe this is just something that I don't need to jump into, but I'm not sure. The point that I would like to make eventually here is that this this selection of games hits everything. Like this hits a John Wall with your life is strange. It hits your, I don't know, your 15 to 25 year old who likes those survival games in Ark. Uh, it hits Europe mm-hmm. <laughs> with the simulator games. Like it's got, it's kind of got everything. So that's kind of neat that they're, I feel like they've really landed on that the last few months that they're trying to get a couple games or one game for all different types of gamers. And what that mm-hmm. ends up happening over, over time is that Game Pass is exactly that. That, not mm-hmm. every game on Game Pass is going to be for you, but there will be a game for everyone, if that makes sense. I, I've noticed that consistently with uh, every Game Pass chunk of drops that we've gotten, except for like you know the minor one or two drop uh, moments. But in, in the moments where we get like a slate of games coming at us, yeah. there is a very comfortable balance between different genres and, and audiences. Yeah. And I think that is a testament to their curation methods uh, and what they're trying to do. I also like that Absolver is here. Uh, because like Hellblade and Near Automata before it, it's a previous exclusive now on on an, another system for a new audience to enjoy, mm-hmm. and I like that. I do not. I'm on record many a time as saying I don't enjoy third party exclusives. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I play them and I enjoy the gameplay, but I don't like the idea that a third party uh, created game can be exclusive to a system. Yeah, Ultimate I, I Alliance enjoy. Three. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's that a great example. Out. That just sort of came out. That's I'm a great example. <laughs> I'm bitter about a lot of things with that particular game, but mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm gonna play it because I generally love superheroes and stuff. But but that is it speaks to a bigger conversation. Right. Um, in in large part, I'd say what I like about this January slate, it's balanced. It's yep. got some big games, yep. well reviewed games. Yep. It's got some smaller games, and mm-hmm. it's launching two games into the service for the first time. Uh, After charge will be day and date as well as will observer absolver. Um, 
but it's also not the only games we're getting in January. Mikey Barra tweeted out that this is just the first um, slew of content that Game Pass will receive in January, which I'm ecstatic for. And we've been seeing Xbox do a lot of mid-month drops Love it. Uh, since October, and mm-hmm. I like that too because it's eliminated the need for waiting for that day where they tell you, what it is like no you right you're kind of guessing like late late in the month it's like oh it's the 26th are we getting it yet um i wanted to ask you if like yeah maybe to that point inside xbox should be a thing where you go like yeah we will probably get this drop every month but it doesn't always line up with when inside xbox is going to be like maybe that's they can kind of play off of each other so you're always having to follow all the different social mediums i think is how you say Mm -hmm. that in plural that's media and plural right mediums Mediums, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, I, was, I don't I didn't understand. <laughs> no, it was really stupid. Sometimes no, you're you great, but no. I know where you're going with it, and I've struggled to define what I want inside Xbox to be because initially, uh, even during when we recorded the show, I wanted that to be the place where you announce Game Pass stuff because right. if it's going to be about, you know, what's going on in the inside the world of Xbox, what better place? Tell me your tell me your your Game Pass stuff. Um, but this mid mid month or late month drop of, of new games in the in into game pass what it does is it allows xbox to kind of dominate and pull some of that news cycle on a regular basis right. xbox is in your mind xbox is in your mind and continues to show me they're laying a foundation for a future which is great i mean they have over 200 games in game pass and they've had that consistently for the past three four months Nice. Man. Cool. I, I need more information. I need to. I need if somebody out there has this. I need to know where we find out what games are leaving Game Pass. Like, not that I really want to. Well, maybe we would highlight it on the show. Like, I think we need to know uh, when. Sean, there's yeah. n- there's no way to know. There, no way uh, to you're know. right. You're absolutely right. There's no way to know. No so way. why do I even bother asking? You're right. Yeah, Nathan Thomas, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> he is always our go-to, and we say there's no way to know. It's always he Nathan. Is. He is. The, it's the Nathan Thomas way. He is. Windows Central. Jez Corden is a good journalist that, that lets you know that mm, pretty good regularly. Good point. Good point. Um, Sean. <laughs> Nathan's like, I already tweeted it to you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was great. It was great. Um, you've been playing two games, oh, four yeah. games. You've been playing some games. Yeah. Um, let's, let's, I'm going to, here, you, I want you to tell me about some games, but hold on. I have, I don't know, Coco here. Oh, okay. Oh, you want to, well, Steve, I'm glad you brought yeah. that up because um, I was going to, I was just listening to the game of the year issue of mega dads and i feel like you and i talk about this all the time i love the mega dads there are i think i might go on record as saying like that might be my favorite podcast on the internet Uh, mega dads are absolutely amazing they did something new on their episode this year this month i guess this year uh when they when they talked about a a a new game um in part of their conversation they they took a quick break and then they did like this life is strange 2 is is produced by Square Enix and developed by Don't Not or whatever it is. I think Don't Not was the first one. Uh, it was very like official, and I was like, "Look at those guys. We don't do that, and we won't." So, I just wanted to fill in time for uh, you to eat your cookie while I said that. And shout out to the Mega Dads. I do like the Mega Dads. How, what like kind of cookie? Of what kind of cookie did you have? Chocolate chip. Chocolate oh, chip. My classic. wife made it. They're delicious. Yeah, oh, homemade. Yeah, she calls me the Cookie don't Monster, and I think it's an app title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like it. I have, a, I have a couple games in brackets. I don't know if you want me to talk about those games. They're in brackets because they're on another console. If it's available on Xbox, let's talk about it. Or if our audience can enjoy it in our medium, check it out. Okay, I'll, I'll just say this. I, I'm enjoying I'm enjoying Spider-Man a lot. It was the last game uh, I played in 2019 and the first game I played in 2019. Wait, last game in 2018, hey, sh- first game in 2019. Look. 
Luke, should I talk about this game? Yeah, sure, Sean. Yeah. If it's multi-platforming on Xbox, yeah, no, it's go not. for it. Yeah, no. Hey, you know that? <laughs> you can see what the games are. Uh, I just want to mention that because I'm really enjoying it. It might be pulling me away from other games, so so uh, just take it easy. And then the other one, why is this not on Xbox? At least not to my knowledge. Why is there not a Tetris game on on Xbox? I've been just dabbling into into Tetris, just the the crappy PS4 one. It really is a. It's not even the. Tetris Extreme or whatever the hell is out now. I don't even know. You're it. not talking about the PSVR one. No, no, no. It's like the the, okay. like the Ubisoft. Just like it's got bad music. Tetris Effect. That was it. Um, just just liking because who doesn't like Tetris? Okay, sure. I'll get back on Xbox. Well, no, you've been enjoying both those games. That's and I just awesome. want them. I want I want Tetris, a Tetris game on Xbox. How the hell like this game that is ubiquitous with video games, not mm-hmm. on all systems? I don't understand that. To your point about third-party ser- exclusives, I don't, I don't like it. Uh, well, you re- tell me about Red Dead. I'm no, gonna search Tetris. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you about Red Dead. Um, I because mm-hmm. I need, I need some help. Uh, John Wall, speaking of the Mega Dads again, John Wall just said spoilers that Red Dead Redemption is his game of the year, and I think that John Wall and I have such opposing ga- tastes in video games. It just continues to be proved every other day where he's saying. Things like Firewatch is his 2015 game of the year or whatever year that was. Now Red Dead Redemption 2 is his 2018. I think I may be done with Red Dead Redemption, Luke. Have I told you this, the story really? of why I might be done? No, I thought you were really high on it. I was high on it. I really like the I like the the world, all the pretentious things that people say about games and stuff like that. The, the environment, and it feels lived in, it feels like a real place, and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. holy crap, that game sucks to control. It feels really really expletive it just feels crappy mm-hmm. i feel like i hop on my horse after spending 80 or 90 hours in assassin's creed odyssey and loving horse riding i hop on my horse mm-hmm. there i spend 20 minutes to go hunt down a bounty and pick up this this lady who who just kills these dudes in front of me so i just i couldn't be more in doubt about her guilt and need to be jailed so i capture mm-hmm. her i throw her back on my horse for another 20 minute crappy horse ride going all the way back mm-hmm. to town to give him back to the sh- to give her back to the sheriff i throw her down to the jail she got what she deserved i'm like man that was some really damn awful horseback riding but this is kind of cool acting i guess uh so i'll collect my bounty and i'll be on my way so i collect my bounty and then the the sheriff picks up his gun, and he shoots me in the head and puts me in jail. I'm not sure why I didn't die from the shot in the head, and I don't know why I got put in jail, but that was it. That was my rage quit moment for Red Dead Redemption. A game like that, where it felt like crap to spend 40 minutes on a stupid bounty hunting mission that ends with me getting put in jail and losing all my money. Mm-hmm. Luke, garbage. Absolute trash. I don't have time for it. That sounds exactly what puts me away from that game and makes me drawn to Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yes. Oh, I can jump on my horse and tell it where to go and I can enjoy the sights and sounds and the art that the people have created in this world. Yep. And then, oh, when I get there, I can be cool and not, you know, die immediately. I, the, it, it's a video game. And by the way, and, the thing that everybody loved about Zelda Breath of the Wild last year is true in this and there's no rain. You can climb everything and it will never rain and make you slip down and just curse yourself. So this is this is first of all there's so Tetris Ultimate in the Xbox store. It was published by Ubisoft in 2014. Son of a gun, really? Yeah. What am I playing yeah. on PlayStation for? It's got 497.63 megabytes. So you enjoy that, brother. Oh man. Well, it's, probably it's 9.99 too because, you know, Xbox Live is a decent network. <laughs> it is. So, uh, I've noticed something uh, Mr. Mm. Capri. 
I'm a little, in the I'm past, a little upset. Yeah, but in the past few months, uh, games that I, I or others have rated extremely highly have not been for you. Red Dead, yep. Battlefield, yep. Call of Duty Black Ops, yep. uh, Starlink. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of. of there might that might those are that, the four that, that, that come to, to mind point. initially. <laughs> Um, th- those, those are all well-liked games sure. by big audiences. Yeah. Yeah. And so I wanted to ask you, is it, is Sean Capri different? Is it because you're in a different, uh, set of time circumstances to our audience who might be going through their own, uh, kind of just gaming adaptations and maturities. Uh, are you changing? Is your time changing? What's, what's, why are you not liking these yeah, typically I'm a, I'm well-liked games? I'm older. I'm getting hair in really weird places. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, my mm-hmm. voice is changing. Um, Some dreams are happening. A little yep, sweaty. Yep. Yeah. My my balls are just they just keep dropping. Um, okay. I don't know, man. Because so I, I I agree with you that that's certainly a trend. But then I look at like a game like Spider Man. I just feel like that's just great. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I do feel like if if it were something about me that's changing, then maybe it would be across the board. But I'm still I'm still finding a ton of enjoyment out of games that I, if what you're saying is true, and I think if, like, me, you know, having a new kid and just having trouble finding time for games, I feel like a game like Assassin's Creed just does not register for me. And that's definitely mm-hmm. not the case. And I've I've uh, all, I've all talked about this maybe a little too long, so I'll, I'll just suffice to say I've jumped back into Destiny 2 in a big bad way. And mm-hmm. that's another game that, like, probably shouldn't be calling out to me at all. But those are those are big old games that a lot of people like that take up a lot of time that I am enjoying, but I think that it's good. I've been exploring that a lot internally as well. It's like, what is, what is with me? Why are some of these games like clicking and some of these games, they're not clicking. The thing that I will admit, and I, I really hope that it would be clear with me being so outrageous, outraged by, by Red Dead's, uh, the bug or whatever just happened. Um, I'm just trying to be choosier with my time. I'm really not that outraged by it. Like it's, it is mm-hmm. what it is, and it's just like this. This thing happened and gave me an excuse to go. Like, no, I'm going to play something else right now, and mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm ever. I want to come back to it because I do listen to to John Wall talk about how like chapter three and things like it really picks up, and I want to experience that. But right mm-hmm. now, it doesn't feel good, and I just there are other games that do feel good. But uh, and and all that to say, I don't think you should feel bad for putting a game down. Mm. Games are to be enjoyed. They are to be. We are to have fun. You got your whole chart there. That's a meta game for you. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to truly enjoy that chart, you need to let yourself put down something that you're not having fun with. And there's no reason you can't go back to it later. Uh, this past year, I put down Assassin's Creed Odyssey after 25, 30 hours. I put down Hollow Knight after 25 hours. Yeah. Didn't beat either of them. I felt happy and and satisfied. But I may go back to those. Yeah. Um, that's okay, and if you don't like a game, don't push through. I temp- I sometimes push through, and it bothers me. I'm like, I've wasted my time. I just recently beat Metro Last Light. I'm just trying to prepare for Metro Exodus. Mm-hmm. Um, should that come through, and if we are able to find time in a very crowded uh, January, February. It. You kind of do like just walk away from forever. How was how Metro? I played like the first level, and it kind of surprised me of what that game is all about. Uh. So I played Metro 2033 Redux, and then I played most recently Metro Last Light. Mm-hmm. And I thoroughly enjoyed Metro 2033 because I, it's more of a survival horror, right. fear type game. Yep. Whereas Last Light, um, in the Redux mode, you can do this to 2033 as well. But in Last Light, you can play it as more of a shooter. Right. Um, you're always in first person shooter mode. But I 
left it not happy. I was I was disappointed by Last Dang. Light. Um, now, in a couple things need to be noted here. First, these are 360 games. They've right. been upscaled a smidgen, but they're 360 games, uh, and they're written from a Russian perspective, which is just different. They just structure stories a bit differently. Um, really interesting kind of meta- metaphor- metaphysical stuff in there. The story is weird. Uh, it's sexually explicit in places that Whoa. just feel there to be there. Right. Like they don't Boobies. add to the story. Yeah, for the sake of having them. Mm-hmm. And it felt tacked on and, and uncomfortable. Um, you go through like this whole lap dance scene that you – it doesn't help the audience. It doesn't help the character. There's no character development from it. It just, there are moments in that game that are very high. The monsters and the fear and the shooting is very good. The other parts just seem silly, but I think I, that, love I feel the, the same way. I'm sorry to interrupt. This is very important for me to interrupt you about this. I feel the same about lap dances in general. They're kind of dumb. They don't really help anybody. They're like, they're, they're a the, waste of money. Yeah. After the internet came out about, yes. After um, the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically yes. the last 30 years, lap dances are obsolete, time. but uh, yeah, still still, still around. But in general, Metro, it, I wanted to prepare because I'm interested <laughs> in Exodus. Yeah, I don't blame you. I, I've been, they've been on my list as well to try and just get a taste. I, tr- I played like the first level, but it didn't, I don't know, just something didn't click. Something felt a little bit off. Maybe it's that the foreign nature of it but i'm not i'm not sure maybe it was the survival horror that just didn't click i didn't i feel like i didn't really give it much of a chance but i was i was hopeful that maybe there was something there for you that leads you to think that the next game is like kind of a day one must play it, no nothing oh, no must play um if we were to get a code to review sure no problem i've yeah. reached out i haven't heard back yet um but i don't see myself buying this i will say to any listener with game pass um absolutely you should play 2033 at some point if right. you enjoy shooters that, that's the first last one? light that's the first one um and last light was not bad at all and you can play it as a horror game i had chosen the shooter option because you can choose that in the beginning right um and i guess i guess because of, i've just p- finished playing the, the campaigns of battlefields one and five and then i'm enjoying battlefield five's multiplayer as well as call of duty black ops 4's multiplayer i'm just in a shooter mood I guess because I'm enjoying those higher quality that last light, the 360 up res into to Xbox One territory, it just fell short for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is there in Game Pass for anyone that wants a history lesson and you want an eight hour shooter that you can just go in and explore a world. So it's not a bad game by any means. I was let down in the wake of having played some great shooters in the past month. Yeah, man. So I also played Mutant Year Zero. Oh, well, yeah. How far did did you get? It looks, it's kind of balls hard, isn't it? It is. Now, this, I'm going to put a video on my Twitter for, for this one. Okay. I know that. But I love um, it. And for people who I, don't know what you're talking about, you're going to put a video. Like, you've been kind of doing like these quick little like mini reviews in video form on Twitter, right? Yeah. I'll just do like a two minute uh, video about a game I'm playing or a game I like. Um, and I'll pin into my profile for three, four days, five love days it. sometimes. And then, then just move on. And nice. so it's there if you want it. And if, if not, no problem. Uh, but, Mutant Year Zero, very, very hard. It is, I'm told it's like XCOM or Mario Rabbids, Game yep. of Battle. I've not played in either of those, so I don't know. Um, but in playing Mutant Year Zero, I can tell you several things are very clear. Quality, it's there. Yep. This is a very good game, a very well-made game. Mm-hmm. Extremely difficult for someone like me. I'm having to learn that XCOM language, for lack of a better term. Right. Um, 
but I like it a lot. Even though I've been very frustrated with, with dying, I can tell that this is a matter of I am dying because I am not properly prepared for this type of combat, yep. not because the game is unfair. You know what I think is also interesting how we've moved to t- talking about it as like an XCOM type game and I'm like, you know what game I really liked way back in the day was like Final Fantasy Tactics. And like we stopped talking about turn-based strategies as like a tactics kind of game, but that's kind of what it is and it's like the new age. If there's ever a Xbox ass Final Fantasy Tactics game, it's this. I feel like that's kind of like a good way to describe what this game is in terms of its evolution in graphics, also the evolution of getting away from just the the board game type of tabletop nature of turn-based strategy games you get to explore a little bit gather resources you got a home base and things i think there's a lot to like in this game it's really deep i need to i'm glad you brought it up because i want to get back to it but i got to turn off that permadeath mode which uh, i don't think you were playing with permadeath were you no no i play in normal i don't i don't have any interest in losing out in fact temporary i was thinking (laughs) right yeah i i've been uh thinking about i played a little bit of below as well a bit more below just because i feel like it's important to explore that game Mm-hmm. And I love the art, the atmosphere. There's a lot to enjoy there. But I will tell you this, Sean, if they added checkpoints, a lot more people would enjoy that game. Yeah. And it's, it's not there. I need it's to jump there. back in because I just I started exploring the overworld, I think, and didn't know what where to go next. So I feel if I know where to go next, I, I liked what I played. I really like the I think mean, we talked about this before. I feel like it's grown up um Zelda with uh with some roguelike elements to it i think that's super cool i want to jump back into it but when the hell am i going to do any of that man i'm playing i don't know playing spider-man all right before we dive into our cruise control topic <laughs> we're gonna Xbox take a pit Canada stop. stop listening to us they're like are you serious man you're bringing up that game you keep going no hey xbox we love you that's why we make an xbox show um so we ha- I, I put out a call for just reviews from games that people played in 2018 uh, on their Xbox that they liked. Yeah. Just reviews that they wanted to share with us, and I told them that they would have a chance to win a game. And so I, love it. Uh, I, took, our, I took four entries, uh, each from just four random people about the internet that messaged us, and they're gonna, I'm going to RNG them for a game, but I want to read a bit of them. At BravesB on Twitter says, uh, thanks to Game Pass, I got to play Shantae Half-Genie Hero. Nice. The game nails action platforming magnificently. It's a beautiful cartoon style with a vibrant set of colors. Color character and skill ability unlockables throughout are always dangling a carrot uh, on a stick for me to chase. And he loved every minute. Nice. So BravesB was Shantae. Have you played Shantae? I like it's, Shantae. It's on my to-do list, man. That's it. Maybe that's another thing that I, I want out of my... Hang on a second. I need to pause for a second. Did Xbox like sneak release a wish list on the store? I think I heard that somewhere. I think it was on a PSVG podcast or something. They were talking about that. Um, there's no way to know, of course. No way. To, there's no way to know. Although I will recommend if you pull out your Game Pass or Xbox app, there are methods in there that you can create those. Things. Oh, that's right. That's right. There is on that. You're right on the Game Pass app. There's a a playlist. I think they called it. Mm-hmm. You're right. Mm-hmm. And and then they are evolving. I think all of that. I am. I enjoy following the people on Twitter who work in the mm-hmm. designs mm-hmm. for the interfaces because they don't talk about games or Microsoft and business. They talk about like user interface and stuff. And that's kind of I know. Cool. I, I dig it. I can't quick aside. I'm sorry to, I am all over the place, but I'm driving ball. Um, I love the game pass app. And I also love how, when it first came out, you and I talked about it, like, do they really need this thing? And it is doing everything that we said it would, which is 
it needed to escape the the rigid structure of the Xbox app itself and to be able to mm-hmm. do new things. I love getting my my notifications that Life is Strange episode one, part two mm-hmm. is available today, things like that. I absolutely love yep. it. I love this playlist thing. I hope that one day those worlds kind of come back together again. I like that there's this new space that they can test new things out. And maybe it's not until the next generation, but I'm loving it. Okay, keep going. Can I, can I, in three years, I think via Project X Cloud, you'll open your Game Pass app on whatever device you're on. You'll click play game and then you'll be playing that game. You just blew my mind. I think that's, you just blew my mind. That's, that's the future. Happen. Yes. I think that's what's going to happen is you'll open that app and that's why they're doing this now and they're laying a foundation. Everything's, they, Microsoft's, this new Microsoft that we're dealing with, they plan ahead very well. And so I'm thinking that's what's going to happen. Yep. Um, let's go to our second user review. This okay. one comes from Corey at Soulstro. He said, I played Hellblade and Ashen, uh, both games, by the way, that you can play in Game Pass, great mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was amazing game. It was amazing, but the game I played most that was amazing was PixArk. Uh, that game is awesome. PixArk, that's the pixel version of Ark Survival Evolved that we talked about. Love it. I love that that's a thing, man. That's how huge Ark is. Yeah, and weird. Like I would never have thought uh, all that, that audience was there and it absolutely is, which Mm -hmm. is really cool. Mm -hmm. Really cool. Super cool. Uh, number three for us, Jacob Haroldine at hack, hack row, something or another. Uh, I finally got into (laughs) cuphead this year. Uh, he said a little late, but I got into cuphead. The art of the game is amazing, but sometimes the difficulty walks the line of frustrating instead of challenging bro preach. Uh, and then he said, he's excited (laughs) to peep into the DLC, uh, this year as well. And I am excited to see where that DLC goes because Cuphead's a cool story to follow, but, uh, yeah, that's not for me. You know what though, man, I I know our friend Chris Berto streamed that and I streamed it uh, when it first came out and I love, like if you stream it, it's one of those things where it's so hard that the expectation of your viewers is that you won't beat in your first try or your 50th try doesn't like that. The fun of it is just like how close you can get because it teases you at the end when you die, like how far along you were. And then you're like, Oh, so close. And it's that they, they gamify the dying, which I think is hilarious. And I got to get back to cuphead. I think that game is, that game is really, really special. And it's another example. If it was on Nintendo or if it was on PlayStation, people would be going bonkers about it. They would be evangelizing it so much. And we just kind of like, yeah, we got Cuphead. Like, come on, man. We got to be better about that. That's a great game. That is a high nines. That's a high nine game. That game is amazing. I think if you're going to create a game to be difficult, you need to look at what Studio MDHR did. And they created a very difficult world in which you can overcome the challenge and you feel elated, but you don't necessarily feel bad every time you lose. And that's how I feel in Below. I feel robbed. I feel frustrated. Mm-hmm. I feel well, especially angry when you when that. you trip a, a when part of the dying comes from boogie uh, boogie traps Bo- booby traps booby traps booby traps. Mm, mm-hmm. That's the second booby mentioned today. Indeed. Yeah. Okay. Funny that two of them, um, but it's it's <laughs> initially it just makes me angry because <laughs> there are games that handle death and difficulty so well. Celeste is in our games with gold for this. Month. Oh my god! I, I I would never have bought Celeste because I don't enjoy dying repeatedly in games. I don't enjoy difficult games often. Yeah. Uh, and yet, Mutant Year Zero, I'm enjoying that game. I feel like I'm playing chess, and I feel like death is okay. I'm, it's teaching me something. Mm-hmm. Celeste looks to be doing the same. Uh, below Dark Souls, those are not types of deaths and difficulty I want to explore more of. Um, but that's an interesting, I mean, difficulty in games is an ongoing discussion as we look at like difficulty sliders in Tomb Raider and on. Uh, it's something that we 
consistently bring up on our show because it's a consistent frustration and point of elation in video games. Holy crap, man. What a great... Uh, can I just say I think we're having a great episode? <laughs> Middle of the episode? Um, I feel like this this notion of hard games making a big comeback, it's not even like they're making it. Like the Hard games are back, and they're here for, I think, for good. And it's interesting that at the same time, strategy guides have really gone away. You don't really see... Like Prima is going out of business. Um, and maybe there, there are YouTubers out there who are putting together kind of like how to's and just showing mm-hmm. you like, this is how to do it. But I would really like, like what I really loved about strategy guys back in the day was that it didn't just tell you like, if you press X and then Y and then move here and there, and then you beat the game. Like it kind of gave you a sense of like, how does the game work? How do the mechanics work? And if you understand that, then you can, it's kind of like teach a man to fish rather than give a mm-hmm. fish kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I miss that. I don't know if that exists anywhere, but that would be really interesting to uh, to read up on or to watch a video. If there's any content creators, if the, if anybody has oh, ideas here, of that, let me Luke, talk. If you know. tell you, I do, I do. Oh, I want to actually point out. Um, he's a fellow Canadian of yours, I believe, Patrick Macca, oh, P Macca, nineteen ninety one on on YouTube. He has taken uh, this role of, of de- beating games and a getting gamer score or showing people how to defeat difficult aspects in gaming. Uh, and he's very positive, uplifting content, which Super I high. really enjoy and appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not had the pleasure of meeting him except via like streams and just saying hello. Yeah. But Patrick Macca's guides on YouTube, uh, and his Twitter content that has taken the place of what would be a strategy guide for me, because when I'm frustrated, he'll go in and he'll teach me how to beat something. Yeah. And that's really neat. That's like really it. cool. I I'm liking that. Oh, okay, hey, of course. There's oh, pup. dog. Hey, dog. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and close that door. Um, the next person that did us a review is our good buddy Mitch Power. Oh, that's not his real name. Yeah. There's no way. I, it can't be. Can it? No. Can't. Nope. But Mitch Power sent us an essay, and I I shrunk it down, Mitch. I apologize. Um, but his one of the games he enjoyed in in 2018 was Overcooked 2 as a fun co-op masterpiece. Brings out the best in what makes couch co-op fun. Uh, very rarely has his wife been excited for games, but they played together. Uh, they installed it, and her eyes lit up like Christmas morning while they played, which I thought was a really cool sentiment. Uh, and he said he's never had so much fun in a couch co-op game, uh, and he he rates it a 9.9 out of 10 wow. because no game. Of course. And I no said to myself, are. that game sounds infuriating to me. I don't want anything <laughs> to do with it. But good on you, Mitch, and so many others who enjoy that that method. And there's even one, there's a game similar to Overcooked coming, I think, to Game Pass, but I'm not sure. It's like where you move in furniture. Oh, there's yeah. This... What the heck was that called? Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Somebody, yeah. somebody will know. But thank you to all four people who wrote in. Yes, uh, thank you. Can I just I want to I just want to say that I didn't realize that you had put this call out, and then uh, I got the a notification from Mit, that Mitch Powers DM came in, and it just like it just jumps into this Overcooked Two is a co op masterpiece. Blah 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 is like this full on review, and I'm like, okay, Mitch, like cool, good to know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know like that he was responding to anything. I just thought that he was messaging me about Overcooked 2. I'm like, long time no chat, but good to know, man. That's cool. Love you, Mitch. So, uh, Sean, my bad on not communicating with you. No, the contest, big, no, man, I, I like it. Our listeners. I love it. I, should I, be, I have notifications for Xbox Drive as well, just for this sort of thing. I just missed it. But it, it just adds to my ignorance or is uh, it makes my life hilarious. It's kind of like what Alzheimer's will be, I'm sure, where I'm meeting new people all the time. Because my yeah, brain is, is is melting in front of my eyes. Behind my eyes? Sean, Keep going, I Luke. put these cool three people, uh, no, I put these four people, rather, into an RNG uh, in the order that we shared. Uh, just to win, a, to win a game. And the RNG generator says, 
the third person. Is, oh, Jacob Haroldine is going to be winning uh, an ID at Xbox game from us. Nice. Uh, Jacob, when you hear this, message at the Xbox drive, and we'll we'll give you a, a couple games to choose from there. Love it. So, I love it. It totally go. makes up oh. for you flubbing his uh, Twitter name. Twitter handle. Yeah, which is hackharrow231. Something, something. I, if I swore in another language, my bad, guys. No, you uh, <laughs> Sean. January games. Oh my god. There's a lot of them. Oh. Two of them I'm really excited Shift for. It into cruise control. Shift it in. We're shifting. Yeah, we haven't done a cruise control topic. This is the topic of the show. Cruise control topic. A the great January preview. I think Luke, uh, we talked about this briefly. Should we bring the listeners in on like maybe get some feedback? This is an idea that we're we're thinking about doing. The first episode of every month, we do kind of like a rundown of what are the games that are coming out. What are we excited for? Maybe even do at some point, do a little Metacritic mayhem where we guess what are the Metacritic scores going to be for these games and, and we'll play a little game there. We're not going to do that today, but we're just going to talk about the, the preview of these games if, if you're cool with that, Luke. I'm cool. Okay, that's all everything. that matters. Cool, dude. And I'm not at all distracted by my dog who's barking right now. Okay. Thanks, fireworks. Oh. Well, good I thing know. is that they, they, won't be, they won't be back until the 4th of July, right? Sure. Yeah, sure. My anxiety's through the roof right now. Oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Breathe. Hey, tell me about January. January's crazy, man. And this is when I was thinking about how I'm going to decide how I'm going to spend my time or allocate my time. I was like, it's got to start with January, man, because there's the first game that is coming out. This, and we're not going to go through every single game. There's there's a lot of ID at Xbox games that we're not going to be discussing here. Uh, these are the games that kind of caught our eye. And if you guys have something that we've missed please feel free to tweet us at the Xbox Drive. But the first game on the list is Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition coming out on January 11th. And I wanted to... The only thing I would really say about this is that it's interesting to now start getting Tales games over on Xbox. I played recently the Tales of Briseria, I think, which I really liked. And that might be my my gateway drug, my on-ramp into the Tales game. So I might... Uh, I might just try and see, I don't know if there's a demo of this game, but I'm I, I'm definitely interested to see how this one this one lands. I don't know much more about the Tales games. Is this is this something that people love? I don't know. I don't know if Luke's still there, if he wants to move on to the next game. But that's kind of what I got to say about that one. Yeah, Sean, when it comes to the Tales games, I don't have a vested interest myself in them, but I'm very glad to see these, I guess you would say, like JRPG or, or style I think it's, games. I think it's pronounced Jiripaka. Jiripikas. Jiripikas. I like seeing them <laughs> hit the Xbox. <laughs> you saw your card. Goodness yeah. gracious. Cruise control my foot. Oh, uh, oh my God. But I like seeing the Tales games come to this platform. I am a big fan of anytime there's a, a an audience that, that is calling out for a game or that could potentially be introduced to a game. I like seeing Xbox find ways to get them. And, and not just Xbox, but any... Uh, platform reach out to that audience ways yeah. and when i see the tales games or any others come in uh good on bandai namco for for bringing it over big time it's a, it Bring is it. a japanese ass game so yeah let's let's get more of those over on xbox mm-hmm. whatever that Absolutely. means you guys decide for yourself this, what that means the next the next game on this list i'm stoked for actually the next two i'm ex- i'm stoked for Ace Combat Seven. holy crap very 18th oh my god that is the that is actually the first game I don't know the last time that I ever got excited about a freaking flying simulator game, but and I don't even know that I played an Ace Combat game at all, but I have some serious irrational passion for a shout out to those guys. 
for mm-hmm. for this game, man. I am stoked. It looks gorgeous. It does. It looks beautiful. Uh, I cannot imagine how good it's going to be on Xbox One X. I know. Like, I, I'm hoping it lives up to the hype that I'm giving it because I really enjoyed Ace Combat 4, Skies of Liberation, I think it was. Okay. when it, Because that was the Xbox 360 game that showed off the HD. Remember when you could toggle SD and HD? Oh my god, I on, love your it. Xbox 360? Yeah. And I remember the day where I literally was like, this doesn't look that great. And then my friend came over and flipped it to HD, and I was like, oh my god. You mean on the actual, like, plug-in, on the adapter on the back of the Xbox, yeah. you could flip, like, the output of the system from SD yes. to HD. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so to see this in X, I'm very excited to, because to, it'll be 4K, because I have a 4K TV, and so I'm very excited for that. But not just that, like, I've been enjo- I enjoy right. flying games. I like the, the Starfighter Assault and uh, Battlefront. I like the plane missions in Battlefields 1 mm-hmm. and 5. I like Starlink. I like Starlink because I'm flying around. That is a a Luke thing that I just like doing in video games is flying. Uh, I, I'm an inverted controls guy because I'm yeah, better man. than you. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> Same here. Better than yeah. whoever. Yeah, all right. We are the 10%. We are the 10%. Yeah. That's right. So I'm very excited for Ace Combat 7, and I do hope that that comes through because, man, there's so many games coming out in January, February. I, my wallet will be crushed. I know. Can I just you know, say about about this game is that this might be the first one, maybe the only one, of a cross-platform game that comes out on multiple systems that I am so mad that Xbox doesn't have a VR system. I want to play this in VR so badly, and I'm really upset for really the, this one isolated incident that I'm like, man, shucks. This would be really mm-hmm. great to play on. Xbox One X in VR would be super cool. But other than that, I don't really care about VR. It does bring up an interesting question, you know, you can have VR on some systems. We can have better uh, visuals on Xbox, and right. that is that is a an interesting thing to go toe to toe with. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I, because those are, those are two kind of apt descriptors. It's going to look better on X, but you can't play in VR. And yep. VR is an area that Xbox has not ventured. I expect them to venture into it uh, in in their next generation, but I don't expect them to be creating hardware. I would expect Razer to be like a partner or, or Oculus or something like that. Yeah. But I don't I don't anticipate proprietary technology. I expect Scarlet whatever's to allow for that. Yep. Um, but but we'll see. But we'll you see. never know. Maybe yeah. maybe next uh, next generation instead of a Kinect being bundled in and being mandatory, it'll be VR, and you can't even turn on the system without your VR system. <laughs> be like, no, guys, don't do that. Yeah, you can't turn it on unless you have a uh, an eye scanner. You right. just put it right in front of there. Oh my god! Yeah, um, Anthem gets its VIB de- early access demo that comes in late January, which I'm excited for Anthem, but I'd like that to be a separate conversation for another show. Let's do it. Um, Resident Evil Two remake. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm, I'm so, getting caught up in everybody else's excitement over this game. I I played Resident Evil Two at neighbor Matt's house all the time. But never really like got to sit down with it and gave it like my own dedicated playthrough. So I'm like, I guess I should be excited about this. Resident Evil 2 was like, I feel like it was a market improvement over the first one in terms of visuals, anyways. But other than that, like my main Resident Evil game that I played was four, and then I skipped all the way over to seven. But uh, I'm getting a little swept up in the hype around this game. How are you doing about it, dude? 
Man, I don't give a crap about Resident Evil 2 original. <laughs> that, I thought those were okay. bad games. I was like, oh, really cool for the time. Mm-hmm. But I hated tank controls. I hated yeah, all that. So I don't care about any of it. But I loved the story, the idea that there's this you know, secret company making these things and they're doing that. And then it got a little out of control in 5 and 6. Yeah. But I loved 4. I enjoyed 5. Um, six, 6, there were parts I liked, but just too, too much QTE. But when they showed me that they could create a Resident Evil game again in 7. And 7 was a masterpiece. Not just in horror, but in a video game. It was a good video game. Um, I loved 7. And so I'm very excited to see what 2 will... will, What lessons it will take from 4, which I loved. Best version was on the Wii, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, But what lessons will it learn from 4? And what lessons will it take from 7 to put into this remake that truly isn't going to be the same game you're going to be like oh i remember that from from this or oh that's the same setting but it's not at all going to be the same setting you know i like leon kennedy i'm excited for resident evil 2 i I am too and shout out to capcom as well because they were very open and honest a number of years ago to say like we're kind of in trouble here so we will be really leaning on our on our back catalog re-releasing some remasters and things like kind of easier uh products to put out and people bought them in in droves and what that did and the whole plan was we need to be able to make a little capital here so we can invest in new things and take some risks like Resident Mm -hmm. Evil 7. I feel like Capcom has turned that corner and we are reliving like they're kind of having a a resurgence here. I think that's that's awesome. So kudos to Capcom. I hope you go just like whisper into Square Enix's ear a little bit and just like like, because gamers would really appreciate uh, a little of your strategy to work over a Square Enix. Because they, they can't spend another 15 years on another freaking Kingdom Hearts game, man. No, none of that. And I also want to say that they made some mistakes that they owned up to. You know, yeah. putting Street Fighter V exclusive to one console. Right. Poor choice. Poor totally. choice. And so... I like that they're all, they're not they're not God's gift. I mean, they're putting ads in weird places, and so I feel like like with many big publishers and companies, there's a lot to like and a yeah. lot to be like, ooh, yeah, but it's never as good or bad as we all think. Totally. Um, Kingdom Hearts three, answering the the calls for a Kingdom Hearts game to exist in the new new year, January 29th. Someone nerd, some nerd somewhere is gonna be happy. Y'all a bunch of nerds like in your Kingdom Hearts and your mm-hmm. Kingdoms. Arts, yeah. Disney's. I don't. I don't. Uh, what? I, when have I ever liked a crossover? Yes, Smash. <laughs> uh, no, I'm happy for all of my Kingdom Hearts fans. Same I don't here. share your excitement, but I'm Me so neither. happy. Same here. Yeah, go swing those those big swords with keys on the end of them, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Swing those around. Yep. And if anybody wants to catch up on 900 hours worth of story, I'm sure a DS somewhere exists. Totally. Yeah. Um, joking aside, guys, we are we are looking at a jam-packed January and an incredible February with, with so many things, including Crackdown, which I'm excited for. Um, but, Sean, I think that Look, concludes a wonderful episode that I've thoroughly enjoyed. I, I have, too. It's our last episode before you and I go back to work. So uh, mm-hmm. I hope people have enjoyed these sort of longer episodes. We'll probably end up back to our, our typical 30, 40-ish minute shows, uh, unless you guys want more. We'll try and figure out something, but uh, I've really enjoyed being able to explore some of these topics with you, Luke. In a week where there was almost no news, talked about a ton of games, got to preview a great month of games. I am so excited for games. I love games. Games, indeed. Uh, guys, if you enjoyed uh, my content and my contributions today, I'd love for you to follow me on Twitter, at MLS Reserves, and that's kind of a hub for all the other content I create. And then really and truly, if you're willing to share the Xbox Drive, Twitter handle, and content in general, uh, that means the world to us. 
Sean? And, yeah, man. Uh, and also, this remember, this this show comes to you for free every single week on iTunes and Google Play. And if you enjoy it, you can share it like Luke said. But you can also give us a rating. And if you gave us a rating uh, before, I believe I've heard rumors that all the reviews are deleted forever. So re-review. Give us six stars if you possibly can. If not, five will do. And um, you can follow me on Twitter, at Sean Capri. I'm going to get back up on streaming here pretty quick at twitch.tv slash Sean Capri. Luke, I think, that's, I think that is all. Damn it, I just stole Bobby's thing. Peace out, Preston. Beep.